Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just letting people driving around Francis Park turn up their subwoofers. Catch that divorcee's eye. <laughs> yeah. At 10 01 on Monday. <laughs> Now's the time to be cruising Francis Park. This is the time. Oh. Nottingham side's where it's at. Is that right? Yeah. So I many like great the Donovan side. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, your favorite uh, side of Francis Park, Tam Avenue is where I grew up. Yeah. As you can tell, because I'm so hardcore, rough, rugged, and raw. Yep. And, of course, Eichelberger. Uh, so send that in. Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. Uh, my name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson. And this show will be dedicated to the Celtics and Lakers being down 3-0 in the conference finals and Jackson's analysis. Well, I mean, have we been on the air since, like, they've – have we been on 101 since the series, like, started? Like, we were off on Thursday and Friday for the seventh annual Michelob Ultra Dotum, partnering with the great people at Birdies for Bipolar. And I believe we haven't been on 101 ESPN since the series started, but it doesn't matter. The series are already over. So, sorry, I don't think you can, quote-unquote, give your analysis. Yeah, I think they're, they're down one game each when it started. And now, you know, what has been such an awesome playoffs might – Wrap up real quickly and head to the finals before uh, before schedule. So. I don't think this would be called results oriented, but you tell me, Jackson. Okay. You tell me. All right. And also make sure we get to that mic drop because I that that's on so my mind. There. And yeah. I know we got the little piddles. We can wrap up. Thank go. you. But I have been monitoring. It can't be results oriented because the Cardinals are still five games out of five uh, first place. But I've been monitoring the National League Central. Stock price, for lack of a better term, odds on the Cardinals. And it was just 10 days ago that they were plus 750. And I thought to myself, I need to put a material, material amount of money on this. Because they had started to turn it around, but it wasn't like it. it and now it's 11 and 3 since that game against the Tigers two Sundays ago. So it still was relatively early in the turnaround. But nonetheless, I think I think a lot of people, I think, thought, okay, they're better than what they are. I don't think that's a that's an island I'm on an island thing and mm-hmm. you know, but uh, what has happened here is they've averaged more than seven runs per game in that stretch. So it's not like the pitching's necessarily shut the opposition down. But the offense has come alive, and who else has come alive? Of course, Nolan Arnado, and then the dominoes have fallen into place, although now you have people who weren't even on the team a couple weeks ago 
uh, playing a huge role with uh, Oscar Mercado and with uh, Paul DeYoung. But now it's down to like plus 225 or plus 215, depending on where you're looking. And I feel like I left a lot of money on the table. Yeah. still, I still, That's still a pretty good value based on how they've played over the past few weeks. And it's, 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 it, listen, if they were in a division with take your pick of maybe eight other teams, then I got to, because it's not like the pitching is fixed. No. But it's who they're in the division with. And that is why I go, it's the Cardinals or Brewers. And if it's anybody else, it would be a huge surprise. And I am still getting two to one on my money, but the thing that I can't get over is that I could have gotten seven and a half to one on my money. And in my mind, which was a mistake, you know what they say about pigs and hogs? Uh, something. What an ad lib. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Uh-huh. And I was a hog. I was a little boy hog, is what I was. <laughs> because I'm like, I'll wait till it gets to plus a thousand, and then I'm going to ship a roll, and then I'm going to have a substantial payout. A substantial pay. Because I'm comfortable going, I'll bet. This number, right, to get this number, that's what the mindset was, and I became the boy hog <laughs> because plus seven fifty was fine. I could have still fed the family with plus seven fifty, but I waited, and now it's plus two twenty five, plus two fifteen, and the value has has gone away. But either way, the Cardinals are eleven and three in their last fourteen, and uh, the offense is firing also. What's what's what offensively? is the statistic you would like to bring to the table, Jackson. Statistically, uh, just how good Nolan Gorman's been. Yeah. I mean, it, it's he's doing exactly what we wanted to see out of Jordan Walker. You know, he's That's he, a nice little observation. He's hitting Jordan for power. Jordan Walker did have a good weekend he down did, at Memphis, by the way. Which is great to see. But he's still only hitting like 217. But and, he did have a home run. Yeah. Did have a double. I think he had multiple hit games in... All three, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if not two of three. Yeah, and he just looked better at the plate from the video I saw. But Gorman is doing kind of exactly what we wanted to see out of Jordan Walker uh, from the outside of the season. That's a a nice observation. He's just hitting the cover off the baseball every single time. I mean, on Saturday, they walk Goldie. Obviously, there was a base open. First base was open. But they walk Goldie to get to Gorman because he had the lefty-lefty matchup. uh, You know, tie game, two on, and... He hit the ball, and from the second he made contact with the baseball, Gone. everybody knew. Everybody in the whole stadium. You were in the ball yard, weren't you? I was. And you said ladies were catching your eye? Left and right. Really? Um, wow, look yeah. at you. 45,000 people there. It's going to happen. Um, but the way he turned on that ball, everybody in the stadium gone. knew it was gone. And it was not only such a great confidence boost for him to get one off a lefty, but they walk Paul Goldschmidt to get to him, and he does that to him on like the second or third pitch of the at-bat, spikes the spikes the baseball bat. So cool to see. And then you got a great bullpen performance out of Gallegos there to relieve Helsley. And that was awesome. But the way that Gorman has been hitting the ball, it's just been outstanding. If you got that with his young age, obviously Jordan Walker coming up, Mason Wynn coming up, and an array of pitching talent in the minor leagues, Super exciting to see that possibly after the Goldie and Arenado era, there's still a lot more to come. The Nolan Gorman thing, uh, I like I like the way you kind of tie that in, in that if those were the numbers that Walker were giving you, you'd be going crazy. Exactly, yeah. But, hey, it's not like Nolan Gorman's 29 years old and up no. after this year. No. You know, I mean, he is a young man. He just didn't have near the focus that, Jordan Walker did. Right. I mean, the guy turned 23 two and a half weeks, not even two and a half weeks ago, yeah, less than two weeks ago, as a matter of fact, on May 10th. Yeah. 
Uh, so he is a young ball player who, you know, I th- more often than not is DHing, but it's not like he's a liability. So they will play him, and mm-hmm. that is a huge thing. I'd like to see him get at bats against lefties. I understand sitting him on a Sunday against Kershaw. I do understand that. He has only had 13 at-bats against left-handed pitching so far this year um, and has three hits, and of those three hits, two are home runs. Nolan Arnato is what stands out to me. Paul DeYoung cannot be yeah, ignored. I mean, Paul DeYoung was a punchline in the offseason, an early part of the season, and he has carried over the momentum that he brought back from the minor leagues, and it continues to go on. I think the overall thought that I have is what, what were we talking about this time last week. I was going through the pitching matchups right. that you were going to see. Peralta, Burns, Julio Gonsolin. Uris, uh, Gonsolin, who yeah. did get him on Friday, and Kershaw. Uh, also thrown in there, Syndergaard, who isn't having a great year, and I can't recall who the other Brewers starter was. Burns or... Uh, no, it wasn't Burns. I mentioned Burns and Peralta, but there yeah. was another one sandwiched in there. Either way, not, a, not as high profile as those other guys. Point being, that's seven games against five Damn good starting pitchers, Absolutely. and Syndergaard had the the track record, just hasn't been that guy this year. And and I said, go four and three, and it's an accomplishment because then you get the Reds for four and the Guardians for three and then the Royals. And they went five and two. And if memory serves, it was the Tuesday night game against the Brewers that I came on here Wednesday, our last show on 101 ESPN before we were off for the Dotem. And I said, I'm a little tilted because they really should have at the very least tied that game. And Brendan Donovan had two pitches called against him that were thrown by Hazelwood West, Devin Williams, that weren't strikes, and it totally upended the at-bat. And that was runners second and third, one out. It's a substantial thing. Point being, they were a hell of a lot closer to 6-1 and than they were 4-3 and or 3-4. and They had a hell of a series, and that's against damn good pitching. I don't know if the Brewers will be in the postseason. I expect the Dodgers to be, but certainly they're a little wobbly with their health mm-hmm. and their rotation. Mm-hmm. But um, to go 5-2 and two and to put up the kind of offensive numbers that they did in going 5-2, and two, it's something else. And this is why, and I don't think it's limited to to a handful of people. I think a lot of people are going, they're, they got to be better than this. This is what's going on. Uh, it was a different feeling. We just haven't seen many of these seasons. We've seen some middling seasons over the years, but nothing like the way the Cardinals started the season. And so it was relatively easy to say they got to be better than this. But if it didn't turn around by the end of May, then I think you would have seen oh, some yeah. substantial things happen. The right. substantial move that they made was the Contreras move. And then a week later, he's back, and it's not like the pitching staff is carving guys up, but hey... You did get the Flaherty start against the Brewers, and he was off to a really good start yesterday, and then it kind of upended, and he didn't get out of the fifth inning. But overall, they have absolutely righted the ship. They are 11-3 and over the last 14 games, and they're averaging more than seven runs in those games. And keep in mind, while the pitching certainly was the thing that was getting a lot of attention early on, they weren't scoring runs either. And uh, now that has absolutely flipped. And keep in mind who is sitting there over the next three series, and that is the Reds, the Guardians, and the Royals. Yeah. All central teams. And there's really never a bad time to find a team, and whether it be the National League Central or American League Central, on your schedule. So the Cardinals are on a tear, and it is a wonderful thing to see. And I feel like everybody is raking, including players who weren't even on the roster a few weeks ago, Five RBIs. 
Oscar Mercado. How about that? That was great. Yeah, he and just going out there and confident swings, man, taking advantage when you can. You know, you never know in baseball how long you're going to be up when you're a guy like him. And to take advantage of that is so awesome. And to just see guys, you know, outside of Arenado and Goldie hitting, what confidence that must give them too, you know, to know that they can go up there and guys behind them and in front of them can either drive them in or, you know, drive in runs themselves. It's really awesome to see. You know, I feel like we we were talking about how great of a start Gorman was off to in April. And, you know, it, it, was, it was good, I, I think probably because the power numbers – caught our attention sure. six home runs and it wasn't necessarily expected mm-hmm. but he only only hit 264 and had an 872 OPS in the month of April so he's hitting 367 in May oh. with a 1.313 OPS and seven home runs yeah those are like and there's still plenty of ball left and yeah. against a you know for the most part some below average or bad teams depending on your perspective right. that they have coming up i mean certainly the reds and royals would fall into that category and it depends on your pitching matchups when you're facing the guardians but either way point being he can really put it on here i mean this is a this is a guy who is on an absolute tear and over the last week he is 11 for 24 with four home runs and 11 rbis and a 1.519 ops so that you pair that with what Arenado is doing, uh, you have a real formidable middle of the order, and you're exactly right. I hadn't thought of it that way, because going into the season, I'm like, I wasn't thinking Nolan Gorman. I knew we were hearing about him from our regular guest, John Denton, and you saw what he was doing in spring training. But we were thinking that was going to come from Jordan Walker, and now it's just coming from a different place. And it's not like Jordan Walker's done. He's starting to experience a semblance of resurgence down at Memphis. So with that said, it is a very very good time right now for the Cardinal offense. And if you can get a bunch of guys hitting, then it sets up for the thing we talked about before they even started the season, which is trade for a starter and then put yourself in position to really compete for a championship. This roster as it is, is good enough, and I would expect it to win the National League Central as it is, assuming there's no major health situation. That's always the disclaimer. But I can't imagine the other four teams in the Central, any of them are going to be active buyers. I mm-hmm. think they kind of all know where they sit. The Cardinals can be. The Cardinals should be, most likely. And ideally, there's a surplus offensively, and you trade one of those players for an impact starting pitcher at some point between now and the next couple of months. And that would be my expectation. But you win 5-7 of seven against the Brewers and Dodgers. And not just the Brewers and Dodgers, but against who they faced pitching-wise. It wasn't like they faded some of the big boys. They faced them. And really could have, maybe should have gone 6-1 and one if it weren't for the random strike zone that Brendan Donovan got <laughs> on Tuesday night. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-3999-646. Uh, PGA Championship discussion uh, with uh, the story from the PGA Championship not being Brooks Kepka, but a guy from St. Louis, Parkway Central, and played golf at Umsel as well. Uh, also, the Little Piddles weekend wrap-up. We also have a mic drop coming your way. Uh, you can leave yours via the 101 ESPN app. My name is Tim McKernan. That is Action Jackson. This is Balloon Party, presented by Mungadass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. 314-399-9646 is how you can text in, air comfort service text line, or you can leave a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. Jackson, do we have any? 
Uh, we do. Okay. I have not had the chance to listen to wow. it yet. Wow. And I feel like You know, I, I stepped out and I was talking to the great uh, Rafe Williams while I was using the little wizard's room. Right. right. And, uh, and I came back and I thought while I was gone, I'm sure Jackson, you know, filtered through the mic drops. And what were you doing? Watching... Tatum highlights and trying to figure out what's going wrong? Uh, I was just talking to executive producer Mike Ryder, whose birthday is today. Oh, happy birthday, Mike happy Ryder. Happy birthday, Mike Ryder. So uh, I was talking with him. So my apologies. I'll listen to it in the next break to make sure that it's good for him. Oh, God. I'm so sick of this crap. <laughs> How do I passive aggressively handle it? I would send an email. I'd send it at 4.30 p.m. on, on Friday. Friday. And then yeah. Sunday at about 7.45 after no response, you say anything on this? <laughs> That's good. You know what? Yeah, that's the, that was the move right there. That's right. That's how you do it. Well, I guess that means we have to skip a chapter here and go right to the Lil Piddles weekend wrap up. Ooh, right. I agree. What do we have here? What do we have? I mean, it was a, a busy weekend of sports. There's no doubt about it. And it's been a little bit since we've been on the air here on 101 ESPN. So I felt let's get right into it with the mm. Lil Piddles weekend wrap up. Do you think the worm has officially turned in the Cardinals season following four series wins, including the Brewers and Dodgers? Do you think the Cardinals are officially back and ready to go? on a run this summer uh, i i think the, the offense has yeah but you know they still i still don't go okay you got a starting staff that's a championship it just depends on what your definition of sure. the worm is turned this as i said at the end of the last segment this team is good enough as it is to win the national league central mm-hmm. is this team good enough to win a world championship i don't think so but then again i wouldn't have thought the 2011 team was and i wouldn't have thought the 2016 was so to me, that is the piece that is missing, but I expect them to, assuming they continue to get this caliber of offensive production, they're getting it from multiple places too, Right. that they could then package up position players to get starting pitching. And considering the number of big-time free agent starting pitchers that are out there for the 2023-2024 offseason, I would think that it would lend itself to the Cardinals being in a prime spot to do so. That is my expectation over the next two and a half months. So I, I feel like they're still subjected to if the offense isn't there, they're going to lose. They're just not a team that I expect to win too many three to two games. Two you're one, right, one right, nothing, you know what right, I mean? Right. So they can outslug you. They can course field you ass. <laughs> but I don't know if they're necessarily in a position yet to have that. When the postseason rolls around, you don't see a whole lot of 9-8 games. Right. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, Saturday kind of looked like one where you're like, it's the ninth inning, and now things are getting a little nuts, yeah. and it might get away from you, and this is one that's going to piss you off. But then Giovanni Gallegos comes out. And great frame job by Wilson Contreras. Yeah, that's a, somebody the, texted that's in during, during the break uh, that uh, the Cardinals might have gotten a bad break on the Donovan calls on Tuesday against the Brewers, but they got it repaid to them on Saturday night because Gallegos had some that shouldn't have been strikes that were called for sure. strikes. For sure, yeah. Cuts but, both ways. Ah, variance. Ah, variance. Uh, with Paul DeYoung looking like it's 2019 again, the influx of middle infielders on the team or in AAA, where are the Cardinals looking at when it comes to possible trade pieces going forward? Do you think they would consider moving Edmund? What's their plan at shortstop with a young talent like Wynn waiting in the wings and Paul DeYoung playing like an everyday shortstop again? Um... I I th- I think I'm actually going to answer it this way. Minus I think it's easier to actually say who you wouldn't trade. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, probably. Because the outfield to me minus Walker, yeah. even though we don't see him in St. Louis at the moment, is 
all for grabs? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they would trade Newt Bar. Newt would be the one. But I think they'd trade Carlson. I think they'd definitely trade O'Neal, so they want to get him back healthy, and ideally he gets going. And then I think they would move him at a higher value than he is currently in the eyes of any potential buyer. Yep, as in Burleson for sure. They would move them. Yeah. Um, I believe they would. Again, it it depends on your return, of course. But who would they absolutely not move? Obviously the corner infielders. Mm -hmm. Contreras isn't going anywhere. Gorman. Um, Gorman is not going anywhere. Donovan? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I would on, keep I don't, Donovan. I don't, I don't know on that. It just depends on what again what the other side of the coin is here at yeah. the at the deadline, uh, or if they can pull it off earlier. But um, I just the one team I'm going to keep an eye on here with regards to the Cardinals and in, in pitching. Do you know which one I'm going to say, Jackson? I've said it before. So White Sox. Tell. That's the one. Yeah. Because there's some there's some options there, and yeah. that's a team that just I mean already even though they they swept over the weekend, they're still ten games under 500. And there just has to be an understanding that that isn't happening. Yeah, they've looked like they've needed a retool now for a year or two. Yeah, I can't blame Tony Larusa this year. Nope. So uh, that that's the one. I mean, the A's are what the A's are, which is a team that's winning twenty percent of its games. Um, just just I mean, is is there is there a way for all of us to shut it down and just bet against the A's every night? <laughs> that might. Be- and I would be curious what the math equates to if you have, because obviously they're they're plus money. Yeah. And Every that means night, you're having yeah. to lay like sometimes probably minus 200. Mm-hmm. But when you're only winning 20% of the game, I'm just talking about money line, not a spread. That's right. how you can bet baseball. There, there really might just be, you know what, I'll throw whatever my size of a bet is on it and just go, okay, let's just, let's just we're just going to bet against the eight because they're not doing anything. They're in cronky mode yeah. where they're moving and trying to show right, that, right. you know, well, we got to get out of here. It's a whole thing. You don't get these opportunities too often. I might start doing that. Just bet against the athletics For real. Just every like, it's single like just night. Put it in and just click it and yeah, don't even think about if it. If they only win, because they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to win twenty five percent of their games. No. The key is is what you have to lay down. Yeah. In order to get the win, but yeah. it's just it's it's a real it's a real life clown show. I mean, the worst team in the National League is the Rockies. But the Rockies are winning twice as many games. That is the, the literal math. They have a 40% win percentage. The A's have a 20% uh, than the A's. God, imagine being in that A's clubhouse right now. You're going out playing against, uh, against uh, literally 2,000 fans. They put 2,000 fans in the seats. It looks like a high school game they play at Bush Stadium. And you have no backing, hometown, uh, not players' fault, but probably aren't too happy with the franchise. And... Yeah, it's a it's a bad time to be in Oakland. And Day. you have in that division. Now I realize it's a different set of schedule making in 2023 mm-hmm. than it was in the past. But uh, the Rangers, Astros, Angels, and Mariners. And while the Mariners are still under 500, uh, it's a team with what you would think would be a decent offense. They're actually outscoring the Astros so far this year. But the Rangers rake uh, in that uh, warehouse they play in. <laughs> the Angels lineup kind of speaks for itself with Trout and Otani in there. Right. They have a couple young guys who are hitting well as well right now. So it just it just strikes me as a real opportunity because the A's just don't have, they don't have anybody. I mean, the A's are truly the equivalent of a minor league baseball team yeah, playing in the major league. So if you're looking, we're, we're now doing get-rich schemes here on the program. We are. And ours is just bet against the A's. Yep. I yep. really might do that. 
I, I think you'd be after like two or three weeks, you might realize like this is like yeah. cheating. Yeah, especially <laughs> I'm going like, to Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah, maybe, yeah, play a lot of action. Just, their new home, possibly. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna ad lib a question here. Oh Tim. my God! Look at this, Johnny I, Improv. Yeah, because I kind of stepped on my uh, my uh, young player thing with the Jordan Walker Gorman thing, and that's a question here. So I'm gonna okay. ad lib a question, all right. and I'm gonna put us all in the shoes of uh, of Kevin Costner in the film Tin Cup. And Tin Cup, uh, he gets on the range, and uh, he starts chili dipping it towards mm. Lee Jansen. And here comes Rene Russo. Here comes Rene Russo, and and, uh, and Cheech is on his bag. That's correct. And uh, Cheech says, you, you got the yips, you know? Mm. You got the yips. And Are you going introspective on your blow-up on number 18 yesterday? No, I was hoping to avoid that. But, um, <laughs> but you know, the yips. I really and, thought that's where you were going, and I was surprised you were going to kind of go down TMA lane here. No. And uh, for the first month of the season for the Cardinals, it felt like they were Kevin Costner on the uh, tee box there. Oh, the... you're, I thought you were going to Michael Block. I no. thought that was a, the obvious segue with Roy no. McAvoy. No, no. Wow, okay. All right. I've got to pay close attention here, especially since this is improv. Right. Uh, and it seemed like the Cardinals had the yips. And now they've turned their hat backwards, put their loose change and tees in the other pocket, much like Kevin Costner down the tee wow, box, and started firing balls. Look at this piddles. Do you feel that this that first month of the season where it seemed like everybody was slumping and nothing was going right is something that could reappear for this ball club later down the road? Because I think what we've seen now is what we expected from the Cardinals going into the season and in the first month was so shocking. Do you think anything, even to the certain degree, could happen again? Yeah, I don't know to that degree. That was kind of a perfect storm of so many... It was Buster Olney said, you know, in the same interview where he's going, this isn't what the Cardinals do. This is a real mess. People are really confused by what they did with Contreras. He also said, they're still the team to beat in the National League Central. So you realize that you're not going to, you're going to have slumps over the course of 162 games still for it to be going the way that it was. That's why it was so quote unquote easy to say it's going to get better. But I still didn't have a seven against the Brewers and Dodgers, and I didn't expect eleven and three against the Tigers. And then starting up with the series uh, after they played on Boston, they, they they won in Boston, but that was over the weekend. So they played somebody between maybe it was the Cubs. It was the Cubs. Cubs, yeah, 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 in Chicago, yep. Uh, and won two or three there, and then the sweep of Boston, and two or three against the Brewers, and three or four against the Dodgers. That just wasn't something that I would have seen. I think I think what you could have happen is the rotation can get hit. And then you can wind up going, okay, the offense is producing, and then go, okay, well, the team must not be very good because they're losing 6-5, 7-5, or something like that, sure, and the bullpen sure. can get thinned out to the point that they're talking about Libertor, and you saw him yesterday, out of the yeah. bullpen. Um, so along those lines, uh, I could see the team struggling, but not struggling in the way in which they struggled at the start of the season, and that was with both the starting pitching and the offense being dreadful. That was... I just couldn't see that coming. Could have never seen that coming. Could have never seen the record coming. But hey, if you if you're any team and you have what the Cardinals had offensively, my concern were there were guys that were hurt right. and we just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, as it turns out, that certainly was not the case. In particular, with Nolan Arenado and what's going on with Gorman. I mean, I think if there was an MVP vote in the National League right now, he'd be getting votes for the MVP. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, I agree. Yeah. How could he not? And if and if and if this was, which I I loved that observation you made. If this were Jordan Walker doing this, it'd be the talk of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. But because he's a guy who was up last year and kind of looked a bit flawed. Right. You know, in a sense, a little Joey Gallowish thing going, and it's home run or bust. Yep. That it's like I don't think it's getting near the attention, but there was a a, a, a 
concerted effort to change the swing in the offseason, and you are seeing the results. And I think the team would be better off with him in there every day. I don't give a damn if it's lefty or righty. Uh, but at the, this moment, they have, have managed that, and he's only had 13 at-bats against a left-handed pitcher. 10.33 in St. Louis. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. We will, assuming that it is approved by Jackson's uh, authoritarian uh, rulership here in the uh, Balloon Party studios, uh, have a mic drop for you, and the second half of the Little Piddles weekend wrap-up. It's coming your way here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, with you on the program. Jackson has filtered through uh, the mic drops on the 101 ESPN app, and uh, we have one for the players. Do we not? We do. Here it is. Yeah, here we go, Tim. Buying time. We're back, baby. Winning some games, beating some good teams. Stop it! You are five games back in the worst division ever in the Major League Baseball history! What the holy hell you got to celebrate about? We celebrate when we win a damn World Series, and we haven't done that in 12 years! What's the media in this town doing? Playing golf and going to kindergarten graduations! I'll tell you what, get your ass down to the stadium and hold Bowtie accountable. Tell him to sell some of these players who aren't worth a damn for some pitching so we can win a damn World Series. And why isn't Gorman playing every day? He's the best damn player on the team. He's hitting dingers left and right, and you're holding him out. Tired of it? I would have thought that Steve would be in a better state of mind after winning three or four from the Dodgers and two or three from the Brewers. Uh, I understand the criticism regarding a kindergarten graduation, but he's not talking about me. I'm going to a pre-K graduation on Wednesday and won't be here. More prestigious, I would say. Yeah, that's different. Pre-K graduation, I think most people go, okay, I get it. Yeah. Kindergarten graduation, ah, that doesn't make as much sense. No, you still, you're still in elementary school. Right. This right. is graduating yeah, from a school. This, this, is, this is graduating. Right. So, Jackson, are you uh, going to be doing the show by yourself on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, I'd assume. Are you it, really? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I would go back and podcast. No, I'm not. Uh, which I think is a miss, but you I know, agree with the series, with the NBA series, uh, what they are, you know. They felt like it might just be better to have... Randy Brook and yeah, Perry. Yeah, they're two hour. on a piece, different story, but yeah, 3-0. Oh. 
It's kind of like, uh, well, maybe we can get some support going for you to get that hour. I'll see if I can build that up. Yeah, I mean, we got what, sign a petition or something? <laughs> right. With that, move the needle. Sign it to management. Yeah, yeah. Uh, texting your support for Lil Piddles to have the show to himself on Wednesday. Also, I'm out on Friday. Yeah. Long weekend, Las Vegas. I think. I don't think I could understand the magnitude of the train wreck it would be if it was just me. Like Mike goes up and I am the only one. I'm what? talking How do myself. You, know you can't do it. I don't think. I think I could talk for that long, but it being both interesting and thought provoking, almost no chance. And then again, I'm just talking to myself. Like I have nobody to even like call and respond to. What if we brought in Iggy or the Plowhawk? I love Iggy and the Plowhawk, but I mean, never gonna. I Plowhawk, I could work with. That's like oh, pull, wow. Pull, Con- condemning Iggy. We'll have to no, play this audio no, on TMA. No, I'm uh, not condemning Iggy. I don't know how you can take it. But I would just pull the doll cord on Plowboy, and he could give me you know three or four minutes and buy me some time in between you know Jokic takes. Jokic takes. Welcome back to Jokic takes here on 101 ESPN. Jackson, it's the second half of the, the Will Puddles weekend wrap-up. What do we have? St. Louis and Michael Block made a Cinderella-like run in Rochester at the PGA Championship this weekend, unlike one we've seen in a very long time. First of all, talk to me a little bit about Block and the incredible story and his connection to St. Louis. And secondly, what are some Cinderella moments similar to this level of unlikelihood in recent memory and then of all time? Wow, that's a nice question, that second one. uh, I'm going to just yield to the texters on that, 314-399-9646. Anything coming to mind on your end? I mean, obviously, individual? like individual is tough because right. there's been a good amount of team stuff. Anytime you talk about the you, know, you talk about the tournament, or uh, I'm sure somebody's gonna come up with some individual ones. I'm gonna go, oh, yeah, oh yeah, how did I forget about that? Oh yeah, right. So I'll I'll peer into the Air Comfort Service text line for my answers on that. With regards to block, when we were doing our live broadcasts from the Dotem on Friday, I noticed I go, man, everybody's over par except here's this guy Michael Block. Right. And I go, who the hell's Mike? And I go, oh yeah, I know Michael Block. I mean, I don't know him, know him, right? But I knew he was from Parkway Central and from Umsel. and I had watched him battle to qualify at the 2018 PGA Championship um, because it was at Belle Reve, which is obviously pretty close to Parkway Central. Go Colts, go! And so I was thrilled for him when he made the cut. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to shoot another 70, three 70s in a row, and got. And I saw the reaction that made its way around social media. Do we have that audio that he when he found out that he got was oh, playing with, with Rory? When he found out he was playing with Rory McIlroy, I do not have. Okay, that. I didn't think we had that one. That's fine. I, I didn't ask for it, so it would be weird if you did have it. Um, so I'm watching yesterday, and you know I'm just pulling for him. Not you know realistically, he's not going to catch whomever right. uh, and once you saw Kepka birdie two three and four if you've watched Brooks Kepka play in majors you know what the program is he is a he's a killer yeah, he's a he is a Tiger Woods killer without the cachet of Tiger Woods but he just has the trait that you need to have uh, on a Sunday in a major and he's got it and that is he's an absolutely emotionless killer and uh, so fine I was kind of thinking to myself this sucks Block's not doing much and Kapka's going to run away with this thing. Hovland has kind of the other traits, unfortunately, at this point. When he's he gets in the mix, but he doesn't he doesn't have the killer thing. And unfortunately, there was really not much of a sweat there. And then on number fifteen, out of Parkway Central High School, and out of the University of Missouri St. Louis, Michael Block getting a chance to play with Rory McIlroy, which in and of itself was a miracle, does this. Seconds ago at the 15th. 
the fairy tale story. And he didn't see that it went in hole in one. I mean, it just dunked it. It was all it was already next to Kepka winning or whoever would win the story. And I was I was really at that point. Honestly, you know what I was watching for at that point? I was watching for him getting to eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get to raise his tip his cap. That's right. Out. That's because he wasn't going to win it, no. and I, I knew Hovland wasn't going to win it at that point. Didn't think he was going to win it. You didn't know it, and then it became clear when he had problems in the fairway bunker on sixteen. But and then he does that. I mean, just absolutely incredible. So I think what you had yesterday was this dichotomy of Brooks Kepka, who I think people appreciate but don't necessarily like. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's accurate. And Michael Block, who is everything that is likable about an underdog athlete getting a chance to compete with the greats. It is the deepest field in golf. Mm -hmm. I know people would think it's probably the Masters, but it's actually statistically the PGA Championship. Um, Even though it seems like since 2000, you would probably find more random, quote-unquote, winners of the PGA Championship than any other event uh, of the majors. But either way, recently, the big boys have been winning it. Kepka with three of them since 2018, one of them being here in St. Louis. And he's up there, and he's playing with Justin Rose, a major winner, an Olympic gold medalist, and on Saturday, and then Rory McIlroy on Sunday. And just the nerves you have to have. And it's not like he was playing poorly. He was two over. But he needed to shoot uh, even par, or one over, excuse me, to get an invite back to the PGA Championship. And not only did he have the hole-in-one, but he had this ridiculous up-and-down on 18 to get it done. It was just perfect. And in that atmosphere of, I I think upstate New York kind of has a similar thing to St. Louis with the sports fans. Yeah, Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills fans and and the the Cardinal fans and the Blues fans and what we saw. I mean, Kepka has told a a buddy of mine who's playing, he plays at Medalist in Jupiter. A friend of mine was down there playing and Kepka walked past him and saw the, the bag tag was from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, you're from St. Louis, huh? He goes, best golf tournament I've ever been to. That was Brooks Kepka telling us awesome. like in 2021 or something like that. Super cool. So you had that going on with Michael Block, and the it was just perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. I don't. I. I mean. I guess one of the things that you do is I look up at Stephen A. Smith and <laughs> Kendrick Perkins, and uh, you know, and they're arguing. You, you got to do the contrarian thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you gotta. So somebody has to take the line. Oh, I don't like this story. I get. I just don't know, like deep down, how anybody could not have liked that yesterday. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And I think one big thing that you know kind of goes under the radar is like Michael Block isn't like a corn fairy guy or like a, an amateur He's like a Sam club Bennett, pro who teaches for one hundred twenty-five dollars an yeah. hour in Mission Viejo, and one hundred twenty-five dollars in Mission Viejo is different than one hundred twenty-five dollars in St. Louis. Hundred percent. This is not a guy who's like Sam Bennett. We saw at the at the Masters. Sam Bennett will be a professional golfer within the next. Right. I, don't know, I mean. It's Matter of you know year probably playing at Texas A and M right Michael Block like you said he's he gives 46, lessons you know I, as it turns out we're the same age uh, I'm probably a little bit better than him right right but just 
I get more attention because I'm on HD2 radio. Exactly. Yeah. He's a teaching pro. And so I get invited to play in tour events, but I got to do the show. Right. You have other obligations. Right. He can skip the lessons yeah. with Mrs. Havacamp this I was week. I about to say, someone, some people are upset that their lessons will not be, because he will be playing the Colonial. invite to yeah. the Charles Schwab in Fort Worth. I just, I loved it. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I loved it, but I loved it on Saturday. And then I loved it on Sunday when he got announced on the tee box with Roy McIlroy. I loved that. Yeah. And then he gets a hole in one. Yeah. And then he gets the up and down. That's so cool. I mean, it was, and he's doing it with Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine getting a chance to play with one of those guys and how you'd just be trembling. He told the story of playing in the 2018 U.S. Open at Shinnecock, and he goes, I've looked over, and Tiger Woods is 10 yards away from me working on his chipping, and now I'm chipping, and I'm just thinking, don't chunk it, don't, don't chunk, chunk it. it. Yeah, exactly. And here's a guy who's probably like a plus four or five handicap, yeah. at least, yeah. and he's thinking that. So it's so relatable. Kepka is not relatable, but it's not relatable because he's a killer. Yep. He's a killer. Yep. And he's healthy now. And I think that he and his greatness flies under the radar in part because he's absolutely not marketable. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really cares about it. Well, about the sport. <laughs> he doesn't really. It's like, yeah, I'd rather play baseball. His uh, uncle or grand uncle, I believe, was Dick Grote. Exactly. Just yep. passed away last month. Um, so he has baseball heritage. But he's not relatable in the fact that he's emotionless out there. And it's kind of surgical. There's not, he's just not going to make a mistake. I remember being at Bell Reeve in 2018, and I was standing by the green on on number nine when Tiger made what I think became next to his putt on 18, the signature moment. The fact that birdie of the uphill, right to left, then he sunk the putt and he fist pumped it. And then a group or two later came Kepka and he birdied it. And I go, Crap, Kapka's going to win. Yeah. I'm going you home. Yeah. And it was a miss because Tiger actually put on a clinic on the back nine up until he messed up on, on 17. But uh, yeah, that's that's Brooks Kapka. There are some guys who when you see them there, you know what's going to happen. And then other guys, when you see them in the lead and you go, oh boy, it's yeah. going to be a roller coaster. Hovland, Shoffley, Finau, Finau, if Ricky, Ricky, Ricky ever gets back in the mix. Those are the guys that you go, oh boy. Zalatoris, yeah. Sergio had that up until winning at the Masters, and Justin Rose missed a putt that kind of opened the door for Sergio to two putt, which gave him a little more breathing room. But it's it's a it's there's the killers, and then there's the prey, and Kepka's a killer. And, but I'm telling you, more people who watched that yesterday, we can talk about Michael Block than Brooks Kepka. Absolutely, and that's a guy who is from St. Louis and went to Umsel and battled his ass off for that moment. An incredible story. Just the absolute best. Uh, let's see what we got here uh, as far as name. people bringing up Kurt Warner, Bob mm-hmm. Golby, Buster Douglas, Jeremy Lin. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. And then this one, I don't know what this is about. Jackson was born to host an overnight show on a 100-watt AM station in Cedar Rapids just sending Jokic takes out into the abyss. Can I do that Are we giving away anything today? Because I'd like to give a... No, but can I do that remotely? I mean, Tim, I won't be in tomorrow. I have my overnight show in Cedar Rapids. I think I think everyone would understand. They'd be like, yeah, it's probably about time. Oh, my goodness. Hey, am I doing... I, I, we got this thing. I saw it. Uh, the Home Run Derby thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I want to make sure I do my job. Uh, the Fastlane and the Rizzuto Show from 105.7 The Point are squaring off once again in a softball home run derby hosted by the O'Fallon Hoots. 
Join us next Saturday, June 3rd, at Car Shield Field in O'Fallon, Missouri, for the Fast Lane versus Riz Show Home Run Derby, brought to you by Swiss Air Heating and Cooling and Complete Auto Body and Repair. There will be a fast pitch MLB alumni home run derby later that night, featuring Andrew Jones, Mike Matheny, Scott Spezio, and Bo Hart. Bo, Bo Hart, Hart, hard, hard worker. worker. Thank you. You bet. General admission tickets are on sale now for just $15. Get all the details on this year's O'Fallon Hoots Home Run Derby now at 101 ESPN. Thank you. All right, we'll take a commercial break. Come back with the final segment of Balloon Party here, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I got to tell you. My time clock management in the first segment was, dare I say, character-esque. Yeah, I agree. And then it just became McKernan brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. here we are, 10.57, starting the final segment. It's kind of the opposite of the Cardinals, you know. They started off poorly, started off so strong. I, I know, I was excited about myself. Well, either way, there is a text in here for you to do the show Wednesday by yourself. Give Piddles the hour on Wednesday, Ryder and Tommy. He deserves it, and I couldn't agree more. That's. I think that's all the backing I need, right? One text. I think one text should do it. I mean, do we not listen to our audience? Thank I, you. I want us to. Call me crazy. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. I think I could handle it, just me talking to myself. I'd love to. It'd be interesting. God. I'd have to, like, prep, and my oh, now my head's starting to hurt just thinking about it. Sounds like you're WDing. Yeah, I might be sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be at a pre-K graduation. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, let me make this clear. Supportive of my son, mm-hmm. whatever adventure he may choose, right. as long as he doesn't choose this industry. Yeah. Supportive of my son, I don't understand the pre-K graduation. I don't get it. Yeah, when they when they label it as such, if it was just like end of the year party, right. you know, that would be, you oh, know. This will be wonderful. Let's exactly. go out with the tykes, I yeah, say. Right, right. Graduation. Ice cream social or something. And maybe it bothers me because I didn't graduate from Missouri and yeah. I feel like he's already a step yeah. ahead of me. Let's really wor- let's work. Yeah, I feel like we can do like a, a, a deep dive study tomorrow along with Taylor Twellman, yep. uh, who will be with us for Tuesdays. With Tom. How about the doggies? Defense, doggies, defense. Or nothing. Offense, doggies, offense. Yeah. That was that. great. That was that first goal, the penalty. You could. I was watching on television. And you, and what, you could have felt the dam was about to break open? It was so loud, and they've shown the pregame video with all the lights off. I thought that was incredible. They're trying to create this. They're trying to create rivalries with Chicago and Kansas. And I get it, you know, Vince McMahon. But with that Kansas City owner taking the shot at uh, the Rams moving out of St. Louis, I mean, whatever, it's fine, even though Kansas City's owner, <laughs> you know. Approved. Approved yeah, played a role in it. <laughs> Fascinating thing. <laughs> like to do a deep dive on that. Yeah. Self-loathing <laughs> fans here. Uh, all right, time for us to go. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.